Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. And you are listening to the Moncrief Show on News Talk. 53106 is our text number that will cost you 30 cent. You can follow us on Twitter or send us an email to afternoon at newstalk.com. Time for some wisdom with that, Barbara and Deccan. Good afternoon to you both. We forgot the wisdom today. We just brought our cynicism. Okay, just cynicism. Yeah. So, <laughs> so anyone who sent in a, a question, you can send in a question to <laughs> afternoon at newstalk.com. Brace yourself. Oh, God. Uh, okay, first world problem I know, but in the last two months, a retired couple let's call them Mary and Mick not their real names yeah we got that uh, have moved into the apartment beside me from day one Mary has been unbelievably nosy asking me questions about my personal life the neighbours etc I'm in the lucky position that my apartment has the most amazing sea views bought it many moons ago anyhow I only have to stick my nose out in my balcony and Mary is out like a shot quizzing me about my life about the neighbours etc she doesn't stop talking has zero social cues keeps going even when I sit down at my wrought iron table brackets rusting (laughs) why are you telling us this and try to drink a cup of coffee or something stronger I can no longer go out of my balcony I'm under verbal assault she seems to think I'm her new BFF so advice please what to do Plant a hedge, poison ivy. Okay, I know this isn't a gardening column, but please don't help. <laughs> this could be a gardening column. Yeah. I think we'd know lots yeah. of stuff about gardening. We yeah. could do a gardening column. Um, and actually, I think a hedge would be a very good idea in this instance. Um, and yes. especially if he yeah. does one that's pollinator friendly. You know, he'll have bees and butterflies and he won't see this nary. This is a woman, funny enough. Oh, we sorry. Never, we never put names on the book. Okay, so she, well, yeah. she, she uh, won't be able to uh, see or hear possibly even hear Mary so I think the hedge is, is not a bad idea do you know what I love about this though I love about the fact that this person says I'm in the lucky position my apartment has the most amazing sea views but I bought it moons ago just in case we think that she has loads of money but and bought yeah. a fancy apartment and then she, <laughs> she says her iron her wrought iron table is rusting yeah she doesn't need to apologise <laughs> she if she's a nice apartment exactly well I think you do actually yeah. <laughs> yeah. look the obvious answer here as well as the hedge which I do think is a really good idea um, is get yourself a big set of earphones a big, huge, very visible set of headphones. And when you go out your balcony, put those on, whether you're listening to anything or whether you're not listening to anything. Exactly. And then you will be uh, <laughs> quite entitled to completely ignore Mary when she appears on the neighbouring balcony and starts trying to engage in mm. conversation because you won't hear her. You won't hear her, but as she says, Mary has no social cues. Mary's retired. Yeah, Mary doesn't think you have a big pair of headphones on her that you can't hear her. <laughs> Mary's going to stand there waving like a lunatic or over the poison ivy. Go on. Well, I think a hedge and a headphones are yeah. going to sort this out. But this, this is actually, this is all down to the, it's not to do with whatever the letter writer or behaves like and what they do. This is all down to Mary and Mary's uh, other... Mick. Mick, yeah. Um interacting in a way that is just not wanted and how you stop that yes you, you can stick up an L hedge do you really want to stick up an you know if she wanted a hedge there already she would have put a hedge there already but yeah. it's just really maybe there wasn't anybody living in the place next door I don't know because there's a lot of empty balcony, apartments yeah. in the country oh here we go there here comes <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so um, yeah you, the 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 fact that Mary has no social cues as mentioned in the letter, which means that all of these kind of things, 
have been tried, the kind of the, the kind of the nice social versions. Yes, yeah. I think this is escalation. I think there has to be a little bit of ignoring. There has to be that's, a little bit of I mean. curt conversation. On, you don't, then you can ignore. It yeah, but that's, that's, that's you as a person absorbing all of the the you know having to. I I now have to wear like a neck brace and blinkers <laughs> while I go out <laughs> just in case I manage to catch eyes of Mary while she's on the balcony. You know, it, I think it needs to be actually a bit more. Um, I don't I can't talk to you right now Mary I'm working or I was hoping to read my book there it's mo- the only moment of chill I've had but all see, day may- maybe Mary's like a dog like the once you train her that she's not going to find entertainment out on the balcony she might stop looking for entertainment out on the balcony it's mm. only two months in and also I think the fact that uh, she mentioned that this is a retired couple so I think Mary's probably spent the last few months while they were downsizing out of their um, um, four bedroom detached house with no sea view into this apartment Mary was was visualising oh she'd be closer to people and she can have a chat with people and if Mary's a bit lonely then yeah, like the Mary apartment's great because our balcony is right <laughs> yeah, next door an awful man. <laughs> right next door to the lovely woman um, who's always you know happy to have a chat Mary's probably if she's no social clues she's completely oblivious to the fact that your woman isn't a bit interested in having conversations with yeah. her so I still come back to the idea of big headphones stops you having to give excuses and might train Mary that there is no entertainment to be had out on the balcony so she might as well just look at the view I do agree that it is about training Mary that there's nothing to be had for her you know don't come sniffing around me for a chat or a gossip but they've fallen out like yeah but but, but, hard to do that though that's what I I think well, what would you suggest that she yeah, tells I, well, her I don't to know, stop but, but talking I, I, to her? I think this person who wrote in kind of smells the desperation of Mary, yeah. and so feels a little bit. You know, you you know, if yes. you were to say, which is the best thing to do, listen, I when yeah. I come up the balcony, it's quiet time for me. I don't want to talk to anybody. Oh, yeah, I'm okay. working. You know, I'm but working. Mary's going to go. Oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. And she is, and you get this. Yeah. Uh, you'll get the puppy dog eyes, and it'll all be Mary's heart. But the reality of it is, that no matter what you do, Mary isn't going to get what she wants. wants. And yeah. let's be blunt here. Mary getting what she wants isn't what you want anyway. You want to get what you want, which is, you know, peace and quiet on your own yeah. lovely rusted balcony. You know, that's, knock yourself out. But I still think the headphones is the way to go. It's you could, you, you could hurt yourself now with an L, you what? know, and headphones, you know, you could, no, hurt, you could hurt yourself you on mean? your balcony. It's very dangerous. What's Explain he that. How are yeah, headphones on a balcony dangerous? Because you know when the, seagull, so the seagulls come to attack you, you might near them. <laughs> from the lovely sea view yeah. Yeah. all right yeah, well. yeah, you know fair look, enough you know. look she's got a headphone she can't hear it's great yeah, it's come on heads. that's another way to stop Mary going out in the balcony though and it's just put me in mind because I've just had a, a very exciting text from my daughter who's living in Italy on her Erasmus and has a balcony on which she has been feeding seagulls I'm sure much to the delight oh of my God. both her neighbours and the other neighbours and so much so that one of the, is it, no it's not a seagull it's a pigeon yeah. one of the pigeons has decided decided to make a nest on the balcony oh. which Mia was oh, very excited about then yeah. laid two eggs and just this very day has now two eggs have hatched and she has little baby pigeons who would be flying around the apartment the and crapping everywhere yeah, yeah. but I mean home maybe now. this leisure writer could do that if she's not into the headphones start feeding big if you've you know you will have seagulls with your sea view start feeding them off your balcony and that'll that'll stop Mary coming out <laughs> your ideas bombed. seem to be like about hurting yourself more than hurting <laughs> Mary and Nick next door I'm like no uh, well, it have to be. I would think seagulls are very entertaining <laughs> no. make nice noises they're not seagulls are the size of small Donkeys these days. Oh, I don't they want are. any of them. They're, they're a pest. Me. They're nothing they're but a pest. Like, no, but they're they're flying they're rats. Useful. And they're very clever. And they're they're not. They are noises. the stupidest no. animals. Oh, oh my god. god. And the noise. Oh, and 
The noise. If you go near a nest. What noise does a seagull make? I can't do it because it's outside the pitch range of news talk. But yeah. <laughs> I'm doing it right now. <laughs> Break the microphones. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but they, 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 their, their parents go mental. The noise of them going yeah. mental and then it's all, no, yeah. it's not good. Yeah. yeah. No, no. Okay, a few suggestions from the listeners. Build a wall. Yeah. Uh, it's an apartment though. Uh, stop using the balcony for a while. Have your coffee in a coffee shop. Or at the sea, uh, you can see from your balcony, uh, uh, no. says Dee. No. Of course, she, Mary's driving yours your own home. Yeah, Kieran no. says a book and just say you want to read it. Yes. The problem That's is that idea. you may have to actually read it. A Kindle <laughs> won't work. She'll just see a device. But tell her you're going to have a quiet read. Uh, somebody else says, tell Mary to F off. Yeah. Uh, that would be effective. Uh, she said Mary is old. Mary won't be a problem for long. <laughs> Mary's retired. Oh yeah. That's not the yeah. same thing. No, at right. all. no it's, not. Uh, am it's I, not. Am I the only one who feels sorry for Mary? All she yes. wants is a chat. God love her. Yes, let's make the person who wrote into us feel bad. That's the solution there. <laughs> oh, God love her. Because uh, this woman is obviously prone to guilt. She feels terribly guilty about her lovely apartment. Uh, and but her that's rusty, part of yeah. her problem is that she's feeling guilty, guilty. About, tell, about giving Mary the signals of I'm not up for having a chat. It doesn't mean she has to do it every time. The odd time she could go out and have a chat with Mary and then come back in again. But she could try and make it very clear to Mary that when I have my book and my headphones I'm not into talking. But I, I, just my, Mary I think it's really, really book. important that the letter writer recognises that it's perfectly okay for her not to tell Mary to... To whatever, but, but, but to actually be engaged. quite blunt and say, I can't I'm do reading. it right now. I'm, I'm really looking forward to reading chapter 17 of the my. The only other thing that that is, though, that if you're used to, as this woman probably is, going out in her balcony, looking at her lovely sea view, having her cup of coffee in mm. the nice peace and quiet, even if she gets Mary to stop talking, she'll still have Mary looking at her. <laughs> She will, yeah. still, you know that's not great like obviously the people who lived there before perhaps didn't use the balcony mm. and she wasn't as conscious of them but if Mary's out in the balcony a lot looking for entertainment um, you know you're going to be stared at while you're reading your book or having your coffee or thinking about life and looking at and the unfortunately that's the, the, that's the you know the downside of, of apartment having living. an apartment there that is next go. door to somebody else but I still yeah okay so fine you put up a little hedge put a sign saying no Mary not now quiet please <laughs> quiet time you know, yeah you know what well, you know ultimately Look, Mary's the one that needs to get the message. So just being a little bit, you can be kind and yeah. also quite blunt and say, I'm really, you know, I'm really yeah. not able right now. I actually work from home. I need yeah. to work and our chats are lovely, but I, I can't do them all the yeah. time. Whatever it is, but like, mm, you know. yeah. Uh, somebody else says, we moved into our three bedroom semi 17 years ago. The neighbours to our right were so nosy. Every time we went out the front door, the wife was out to look at us. I used to try and sit in the garden and she'd talk to me through the fence. It was made worse by the fact that their dog barked all night too. Eventually, I just I just passed ourselves with a quick hello and ran into the house. My husband, who was less nice, completely ignored them. It worked. We now have complete peace. She got the message. Yeah, and seventeen fine. years later, that's fine, isn't it? Like, it, like so there are seventeen years. Yeah, but some people but would find that kind of level of socialisation to be kind of oh, that's awful. You're not engaging. It is every- though. I mean, you you did say a minute ago. It is part and parcel of living in the suburbs. Like, if you want peace and quiet and nobody to talk to, you need to go and live in the country where you've got an acre of field around you. Or Otherwise, you take on the personality type, which like the guy that the last texter's husband. You just ignore people <laughs> yeah. and you give them the message. I'm not I interested. Don't speak, I yeah. don't care. Yeah. Not interested in anything you have to say. And you won't be interested in anything I have to say either. So let's just save ourselves the hassle. Brilliant suggestion from Twitter. Uh, Put this episode uh, on continuous loop at the highest volume while staring Mary out of it. Might give her the hint. (laughs) 
<laughs> that's <laughs> taken. There you go. <laughs> that's the way to do it. That's My it. girlfriend is a sharer. She tells her best friends everything, and I mean everything. We have been together for almost a year, but I have noticed more and more over the past few months that our friends often mention quite personal things to me that only my girlfriend could have told them. Stuff about money, my job, and even some rather saucy elements of our sex life, like my favourite positions and my treasured old VHS blue movie collection. I have... (laughs) Treasured? Uh, I have asked her uh, to rein it in, but she laughs and tells me not to be a prude. I hate to be that guy, but how can I stop her doing this without coming across as a killjoy? Now, well, look, this, this is the battle of the of the world views, isn't it? This is somebody who who wants to maintain a certain element of privacy with somebody who doesn't believe that the the threshold for privacy reaches quite that high. Yeah. Um. And we kind of live in a world where sharing is becoming even more and more and more part of people's lives. But there's certain aspects of this that I think isn't about somebody just going, I'm a sharer and I'm, I'm engaging in, you know, the feminine mystique where I build my strong relationships by telling everybody everything. This is somebody who's actually, the, the, I'm talking about the girlfriend here, who's actually ignoring her boyfriend saying, don't tell him about that. Please don't embarrass me. I'm not into you sharing certain aspects of our sexual experiences with your friends. I don't, you know, or else the fact that the friends are coming back as well. There's, there's an element of kind of disrespect going on there that it's all very well and good for you to say whatever you like to somebody else. But if they come back and tell the person who you were speaking about, there's just, mm. th- there's a lack of respect going on there that I just think needs to be reined in a little bit. Mm. Um, I, I don't think it's Killjoy at all to say that. Do you think it's Killjoy, Barbara? You no, I like don't it. think it's Killjoy, but I do think it, like, it's, I think it's, I think this is a great problem because I think it's an interesting one and I think it does illustrate the difference in my experience, limited knowledge it is, between how women operate with their women friends and how men operate with their men friends. And women generally do, you know, share probably more in general than men do with their female friends because it's a safe space for them to do so. Um, and, you know, it's a vital... That that sharing is a vital safety <laughs> safety valve against continuing to live in a patriarchy. There she said it. Um, so I think that's, you know, I think that's fine. And I think perhaps it's... <laughs> we ignored it, just so you know. Yeah, you did. We yeah, you, you weren't triggered at all by that. <laughs> I know yeah. that at all. Um, I but I also I think I get the impression... <laughs> we gave each other our secret yeah. love. Oh, did you? Yes, yeah. we did. Yeah, of course yeah. you did. And then we interrupted you. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> and talked over me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we will explain yourself back to yourself <laughs> yeah, in just a yeah. moment. <laughs> Continue. Oh, thank you. Um, but I also get the impression that perhaps this is the first time that this guy has come come up against that so it's all new to him and he's a bit like Jesus she's telling all her mates all this stuff mm. like which I think is not that abnormal however um, I do think there he is entitled to privacy on the things that he wants to have kept private but I think what I got from this is that He's asked her to rein it in, but he hasn't been specific. If he's just said, I'll rein in, you know, you're sharing with your mates. Yeah. I think he's going to have to need to be specific. And to <laughs> me from this, the biggest thing he probably has an issue with is his, as he calls it, treasured old VHS blue movie collection. It's so a if metaphor. he doesn't want his it's porn, metaphor, if he doesn't want his porn, like, discussed with her, amongst her and her girlfriends, I think then he's got to be quite specific and say, here's my mm. treasured porn collection, but I don't want you to tell your mates. I don't um, think that's what that means. Horse and bolted, I think, anyway. Yeah. At this point. And I don't really, I don't, I look, maybe there is a treasured old VHS Blue movie collection. Sorry, what do you think? Is that a, some kind of metaphor? Well, it's, it's like, because it's kind of tongue in cheek the way it's phrased. I think it's just, it's just really saying, Sorry, I what? Do you don't... think he doesn't have a, a, a porn stash that he's, tre- that he treasures? 
I think that it was it was a turn of phrase that was meant to be a little bit tongue in cheek because I think ultimately what, what he's saying is is that he's not comfortable with people talking about his sex life who's not involved with the sex life. Do you That's, think he has a porn stash? I, I, I took it on face value. I mean, yeah. he said VHS. I, 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 That's I, why. I does he even have a, a player anymore? It's just a bot. I yeah, mean, why? Uh, you know, collecting okay. dust at this point. I think I don't think that that's kind of really the core of his point. I think the core of his point is that his own sexual activities and his own sex life are something that he wants to keep between him and his his sex partner and not to have analysed or discussed outside the realms of that privacy of that relationship. And I think that's actually that's quite fair a enough. fair yeah, no, that's point fair enough. to make. Yeah. That and is to fair have enough. it dismissed is a bit kind of rude. And then also I think, you know, a lot of people are particularly private about how much money they make or, you know, and, and other stuff. And there's a lot of things that people feel strongly about that they don't want shared with other people. For for rights or for wrongs is irrelevant because, you know, we live in a data conscious world. We know that some people realise the value of some kind of data and some people don't. And I think it's well within his rights to say, please don't tell people how much money I make and don't tell people... But I think no. he has to be specific. I think his mm. kind of like just telling her, just read the stuff you're sharing. Yeah. I think that's pretty specific. Saying yeah, don't tell people. But I think he's told her. us. But maybe Actually, he hasn't told her. Just because he's told us doesn't mean he's told her. See, the thing about the sex life, she's half of the sex life as well, yeah. anyway. So she's entitled to kind of share that with her Fair friends. Well, Actually, what strikes what strike me as odd about it is that the friends say it back to him. That's true. That's actually. weird. Now, it means there's a group not, dynamic there where his feelings don't really matter. <laughs> it's bullying. Because yeah. um, you think you'd be grown up to know, you know, my friend told me this in confidence and I'm not friends with him or that, that well Maybe friends with him. Maybe he's on the road to having some kind of like open kind of like what you call a sharing kind of situation going on. And maybe that's, well, maybe that's what maybe they want. Maybe she's kind of, he's you know, not. softening him up. He's like that. back in the old VHS days it was one <laughs> yeah. on one and that yeah, was it. Exactly. <laughs> and right now he's under the sink. <laughs> it's going to take half an hour to get to that bit. Uh, uh, one set, a person says either she's an oversharer or dumper. She's not going to change. Though somebody else says, my sister and I share all this stuff about our sex lives. We're married to the two brothers and find it so interesting how similar they are as lovers. Oh, stop. That is a little bit too much information for me right now. That's a little bit home and away. That's a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sorry. Fair enough. No judgment. No judging. No judging, but like weird. But thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Shudder. So, what? He's. Goosed, really. Anyway, she's told her friends everything. Yeah, anyway. he, he, that last texture is actually correct. Is that this this woman's um, style of, of communication with her mates isn't going to change, partic- and it isn't going to be reined in if she doesn't have the respect to listen to what his concerns are. Mm. To not have that discussed is. But we don't, to, don't know if he's expressed those concerns. All he said that he said to her yeah. was she should rein it in. He's been chapter and verse with us about his VHS and his sex positions. He may not have actually articulated that to her. Yeah. And she, her analysis is that he's a prude, which means that it's him having an issue with her discussing their private okay, stuff with fair. other people is is somehow wrong and that's and that's dismissive and I'm not saying that he's right I'm just saying that he deserves to have his perspective right. at least respected enough to see whether or not they're compatible because if they're not compatible in that way maybe they're not c- compatible yeah, maybe exactly. that's what she's engineering exactly. but that maybe could she's be it. having a laugh with her mates yeah ouch gone yeah. Okay, maybe she's not bragging. Uh, oh dear. Yeah. Okay. Oh God. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I know. It's, it's. But I mean, the friends have said it back to him, so he kind they're of has some part, idea. They're but... all part of the whole plan. <laughs> to yeah. Oh. 
I live in a house share with a number of other young professionals like myself. Generally, everyone gets on great, but one of the guys has a dreadful habit which I'm having difficulty confronting. Whenever he is sitting on the living room couch watching TV, oh. he consistently excavates his belly button and oh. discards his fluff on the cushions. One time, I noticed him discovering something particularly vile inside it, and then he smeared it under the back of a cushion. It makes me want to hurl, but he's considerably older than me, and he's been living in the house for a lot longer than me. I feel intimidated by him, as he's the most popular person in the house. How do I confront the issue without him getting offended and without isolating myself? Oh, bloody hell. <laughs> um, <laughs> that, is that is really like an gross. episode of Stranger Things. <laughs> well, I don't watch Stranger Things, so I don't know, but like that's just gross. And um, I mean, it's, it's appalling bad manners as well as being like gross. Disgusting. Do you know what I mean? Uh, oh, why doesn't he do that in his bedroom and smear it on his own bed sheets? But like doing it in the lounge and then, oh, the bit about smearing it on the cushion. Okay, so... There's a number of young professionals living in this house. Presumably, yeah. of this whom he's person. the most popular, by the way. Of yeah. Whom, so yeah, okay. Just, just well, your he's the oldest that. professional. Yeah. Okay, no. so, okay. Yeah. so they're all kind of hierarchical and they believe in age. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But no, what I was going to say is surely this person isn't alone in having noticed this and having an issue with it, mm. unless he's just saving this particular gross behaviour for this person. <laughs> um, but, you know, I would I would imagine a conversation maybe with some of the others could be had and then a kind of a gentle diktat to kind of go, listen, mate, like, don't be doing that while we're sitting watching telly, thanks, um, might be in order. Uh, the other thing, if that's not possible, I would think is to take up a cushion a couple of days, maybe after you've noticed him smearing stuff and going, oh, God, what the hell is on the cushion? What the hell? How did this get there? Oh, God, I'm going to make a big production by taking the cushion cover off and sticking it in the washing machine and maybe shrinking it on purpose so that it won't go back on the cushion. And, <laughs> Do you know, making it a big Barbara, making a big a big Yahoo about it in the hope that he might get the hint that this is not appropriate. I just think it's gross. Oh, I think it just needs to happen more in the moment. I think there's an element of this letter writer's perspective oh, no, but that you makes can't, you're me. You're so horrified that you should say, "Don't be smearing your belly button goo on the thing." But oh. he, but yeah, you're probably because he he may be doing it doing? and not even thinking about it. Yeah, I just think, hey, what are you doing? Is it a perfectly appropriate thing to say yeah. in the moment? And then you can maintain. It doesn't have to be. Oh, here's a memo I'm circulating. You know, it's a letter <laughs> to the 1922 <laughs> committee. I don't think I mentioned a memo. No, I just, I just think that there's, there is. I think there's an undertone in this letter of somebody who wants to enact some forms of, of social politics but they're afraid to do it. They're afraid to actually um, be, live their own truth. it's the place you live and when places you, to live are so hard to come by she yeah. doesn't want yeah. the person it's, doesn't want to sound like one of Boris's cabinet there you know it's all a bit like oh I'll, really I'll, I'll speak up when it's ready for me to be principled letter writer and if you have a problem with it say it now uh, that's disgusting what are you doing use your jokey tone if you like be a kind of that's disgusting or whatever but it doesn't need to be a big kind of drama it doesn't need to be an, a memo well or, it is going to be a, a big drama if he turns around and go what's your bleeding problem none of the others mind me doing this we've done this for ages you're only here a wet week if you don't I mean, like it you can but, well it's disgusting no, it, it is disgusting we're all agreed on that but I think well, maybe, you need to be maybe, a little bit more diplomatic we'll actually go yeah it is disgusting and if they don't but do you not think that's that not should be that should be checked out beforehand yeah well I think that if you do check it out beforehand you're in danger of being a little bit too it's a little bit too politicky it's a bit too yeah yeah it it sounds like that person might think oh hang on you've been talking to this person as well yeah and you're all ganging up against me no you don't have to to say you were tempted you just need to know how the others feel because if all the others think we don't give a damn we've seen him do this for the last three years we don't care where are you then 
Yeah, I know. You, it's, you're it's, in the minority, and therefore, you have to leave. no matter what you happens, have to leave. Yeah, you have to leave. Put up with in, this. either way, you have to leave. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, it's like hard to imagine a social norm where people do that. Uh, it's it weird. really is. It's just like some people are just or really comfortable with their own skankiness, and they're, and they're oblivious to it. People pick their noses and do all kinds of stuff. And I think sometimes, as Sean said earlier on, said earlier on, people are oblivious to their own yeah. skankiness and, 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 and to to force back some level of boundaries into a situation where somebody has become, let's call it, too comfortable uh, is probably, is, is actually what's required in order for the person who wrote this letter to be comfortable. Because the two states can't exist at the same no. time. So no. Yeah, I still think she should try and minimise the fallout by yeah. getting the, the other fellas into the same kind of... Yeah, daft might be the answer to your questions. <laughs> daft, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good luck. Uh, I recently started dating a guy who's very generous, often takes me out for meals and drinks. I love how he treats me because I like to be spoilt and he treats me like a princess. However, every time we go to a restaurant, I notice he never leaves a tip. I just find it bizarre that he pays for a very expensive meal and then doesn't contribute to the service. I tried to leave something at the end of our last meal, but he insisted that I don't, telling me that the meal was too expensive to warrant a tip and that tips are just for cheaper restaurants. I feel like I shouldn't uh, uh, like him, but he treats me like a queen and I love it. Thank you for... Thank you, Beyonce. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Thank you for reading out my letter. (laughs) So, yes, Barbara. Oh, right. Okay, um... I'm absolutely baffled because I have no idea what being treated like a princess in one sentence and a queen in the other actually means unless Mm. it just means that you like having a boyfriend who pays for everything in which case I think you need to sit down and maybe have a little think about that. Um, On the actual issue of him not leaving a tip... it sounds to me like he doesn't know how tipping works that it's not like you yeah. know it doesn't matter what standard restaurant you're in the tip goes to the person who served you for the service they've provided Depends so the, the fact the restaurant that you, I think well <laughs> yeah it's true of course yeah it's meant to go to the to I the, know uh, they're passing a law about that by yes the, yeah. that's yeah, true yeah. Gosh, yes, that's good. grand so um <laughs> So, you know, I mean, it's got nothing for him to say, well, you know, we don't need to leave a tip because this is a fancy restaurant is ridiculous and doesn't make any sense. But again, I honestly don't understand what the problem is. Um, Well, I do kind of suspect what the problem is, because if it's just about tipping, then you leave a tip. And if you're the queen, exercise some of your power as the queen and say, I am the queen. I am leaving a tip and leave it there. And that's fine. Um, But I have a feeling that this letter is actually about the fact that she says that um, she has highlighted, she has said in, when she said about him um, not leaving the tips, she said in the last line here, I feel like I shouldn't like him, but he treats me like a queen. I think the thing is she doesn't like him. No, she doesn't. And he treats her like a queen. Absolutely. And I think you need to get over yourself then, everybody, because like, um, I think that's the bottom line here. This is somebody who has a sugar daddy who doesn't want to be treated with the judgment of having a sugar daddy that clearly is is kind of a, is lining her own nest kind of a scenario. She wants all the benefits of this kind of, of going out with somebody who doesn't who seems to believe who's, who's weaponizing his his wallet you know and she's a beneficiary of this scenario but the other people are being um, kind of beaten down by this like there's somebody who, who goes I've got a bit, bit of cash in my wallet the reason why he's got a bit of cash in his wallet to spend on you is because he's not being fair with the way he's spending his money with other people. And, yeah. and like she's, and from her point of view, she can see that. Yeah. So she knows. So she's torn between, do I take all the benefits from the situation or do I recognise that this person yeah. is not a good one and, you know, move on. And I think that she already knows the answer to her question. Move Stick on. with them until you're not hungry anymore. Look. Move on. And get over yourself being treated like a princess and a queen. I've never heard such absolute balderdash in my life. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, no, that's ridiculous. 
It's funny. The, the one and only time I was ever in Patrick Ebo's, the, um, I was struck by the amount of couples there who weren't talking to each other. Oh, really? Did yeah. you have to stop yeah. at the chipper on the way? Yeah, it was just, no, but it was just like, ah, we're in Gibos. No, you know, I don't have to talk to you. There was a bit of that. You know, it was like blokes looking at their phones kind of yeah. stuff, you know, while they were being served, served like, you know, 500 quid tiny things, you know. <laughs> I actually, what I did is I knocked over a glass of wine and made shite at the place. So, oh, uh, did yeah, you? Yeah. Made a total for, for myself. You. It was great. That's what we should <laughs> uh, uh, Now, you won't be able to answer this until next week, probably, but somebody just texted in to say, I lost my job today. To be honest, oh. I've been forced to resign. No one in the office seems to trust me and all complained about me publicly. I, I, sh- I should be I should be more embarrassed about it, but I'm not. I'm just angry. How do I move forward with such a public outcry from my firing? Who knows? Obviously, we can't read out the name of that person, yeah. but I, I'm guessing it's a man. Barbara and Declan, thank you both that very much. Uh, you are listening to The One Creep Show on News Talk. We're going to take a break after that. Being hangry, it's a real thing. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.